return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Man, it's always a great joy to be here every day to share the word of God. Hallelujah. Um, I don't take, Pastor Dave and Momajin, I don't take you guys for granted at all. You know, um, it's not easy someone giving you his pulpit or her pulpit to share the word of God. But one thing I've realized is that you daily and always give us your pulpit to share God's mind. And I feel like this is something I've learned from you because you are somebody who invests in young people, yep. you know, you always have that heart that you want to build people. Yep. And until you give people the opportunity to do, yep. they can't even recognize their mistakes to be better version of themselves. Sure. But um, yeah. you do it, yeah. and you continually correct us and build us. And I'm really grateful you and Mama Jenny, Pastor Dave and Pastor Randy, you, you guys have been amazing. And I don't, I don't forget all the coffees we've been taking together. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, before I begin, I want to appreciate my wife. Yes, I love her so much, and she's been, she's so precious to me. Bless you, Abigail. <laughs> Amen. Abigail. Amen. <laughs> wow. Can we open our Bible to the book of Psalm 82, verse 6? <clears throat> Psalm 82, verse 6. I said, you are gods. Indeed, all of you are sons of the Most High. You are gods. Indeed, all of you are sons of the Most High. Can we close our eyes? Just close your eyes wherever you are. Shede Valianta Prasia. Makominimas Krobia Satavia Los Kreviandosa. Can you just begin to love the Lord? Can you? Can you begin to bless the name of the Lord wherever you are? It's a great opportunity to hear his word and his message every day. Oh God, we are so grateful. We are so grateful, Lord. We are so grateful, Lord. Most Father, we thank you, God. Who are we? Who is man that you love so much? Son of man that you've made him a little lower than Elohim. Yes, Lord. Oh, Jesus. Why should I fear when I have you surrounded by your love, your everlasting love? Why should I care what be 
possess Cause they don't know What you mean to me Why should I fear When I have you You're surrounded by your love Your everlasting love Why should I care What people say Cause they don't know What you mean to me If you know how to sing it, sing it with me Why should I fear When I have you Surrounded by your love Your everlasting love Why should I care What people say Cause they don't know What you mean to me You are the one for 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 me You are the one, you are the one for me, you are the one, Shavalos Kradiha, I love the atmosphere, you are the one, you are the one for me, you are the one for me, you are the one. Tonight I want to share something the Lord has laid on my heart, and it's on the topic, ye are gods ye are gods from what we read earlier from the book of psalm 82 verse 6 the psalmist says i said you are gods indeed all of you are the sons of the most high beloved i want to bring your attention in your mind to something that is very important. If you be very, um, if you can recall most of the sermons by the grace of God I've been able to share with you, most of my emphasis is on the child of God recognizing his or her identity in God. You know, if you walk on this earth, not knowing who you are, you assume anything. The reason why a lot of us have not been able to actualize God's purpose for our lives. It's because we don't know who we are. You know, it is kind of funny how sometimes you declare and you speak something that the Lord has said. But because of how people are myopic, and because of how shallow people are, because of how immature people are, they tend to think that it is not biblical. But beloved, everything written in his word is for our consumption. What the devil will do is to hide certain things from us 
so that we don't get the knowledge of what God has made us to be. And immediately you begin to walk in ignorance. That is when the devil will get you. The Bible says that for lack of knowledge, my people perish. When you lack the knowledge of God, when you lack that which will position you at the place you are supposed to be, you become a slave for the devil to use anyhow. Not that you are not, not that you are not, but just that you haven't come to that understanding of whom you are supposed to be. Yeah, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you rejected knowledge, I also will reject you. So whenever you lack certain basic things, whenever you lack that which will position you at the place where you ought to be, then you become, you become low, you below, you below it, and you become anything. So most of us have put on what we are not. When you put on what you are not, you become the fake version of what you are supposed to be. So we have authentic things. We have authenticity. So when someone is authentic, then the person is the original version of him or herself. When something is fake, that means that it is not the original version of itself. Can we go to the book of John? John chapter 10 verse 32. Jesus said, At my father's direction, I have done many good works. For which one, for which one are you going to stone me? So the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they were ready to stone Jesus. Because when Jesus came, he was speaking things that surpassed their understanding. The Bible says when Jesus descended from the wilderness and he came, the Bible says that he went to the synagogue and he began teaching. And when he was done, the people were amazed. Because they said, this man doesn't only preach, but he preached with power and authority. When you lack the understanding of that which you speak of, it carries no power. Power comes out of knowledge. Power comes out of understanding. Power comes out of wisdom. Until you get the understanding of which you proclaim, it cannot be actualized in your life. And when Jesus came, you know, Jesus is the word of God. As you already know from the book of John chapter 1, in the beginning was the Logos, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. So Jesus is the word of God. And Jesus was speaking things that those Pharisees and Sadducees, though they read the Bible, they could not comprehend. So they, they thought that this man was being heretic. So now we are in the body of Christ. And when people lack an understanding of a revelation, they target as heresy. And that is the reason why the church cannot grow. Because every day, God reveals himself better. That's why the Bible says that for the latter rain shall be greater than the former. Meaning that certain revelations our forefathers had. It will come to a point where we will have a deeper revelation than that. Yeah. Our God is far bigger. Yes. That we can emphasize or think of. The revelation our forefathers, uh, Paul, Peter, and the rest, the revelation they had about 2,000 years ago. If you continue to only feed on that revelation, not having a higher revelation than that, that means that we are failing. Jesus even talked about the fact that if you believe in me, you see the things I did, greater than these will you do. So every time, because there is that progressive revelation of his personality, we grow from one stage to another to another. Therefore, the church is supposed to mature every day. 
Human beings have been conditioned to grow every day. That is why as, as the day passes by, you become older, a day older. So every day you are a day older. So if today I am this old, tomorrow I'll be a day older than myself. That is how God has conditioned man to be. Every day we are supposed to grow and mature. If we are still the way we were, that means that there is a problem somewhere. It's either we have been malnutritioned. It's either we are not feeding on the right things. Or we are taking junk. I want to really advise the church. That if you don't understand some things. If maybe Billy Graham and those old people, Spurgeon, say some things and you are still holding on to only that revelation. And you are not opening up to deeper and other revelations. Please. Do you know it is pride not to learn? If you call yourself a child of God and you don't study, ah, the Bible says study to show thyself approved. A workman that need not to be ashamed. You need to hire Pano company Until you study, you cannot know. And these Pharisees, they did not know certain revelations. So it was like way over their heads. So they said that this man is being heretic. That's why they could not grow. That's why they were just the way they were. What, John, what Moses and Co said, that, that was what they were still holding on to. So, let's go back to John chapter 10. Jesus said, so they replied, we are stoning you not for any good work, but for blasphemy. When you read from the verse, can you go to the verse 31 for me? So that you know why they wanted to stone Jesus. Verse 31. Before you get to the verse 32. Oh, okay. Can you go to the verse 30 for me? Yeah. That is it. Jesus said, I and my father are one. Meaning that if you see me, you've seen the father. The father doesn't need to be visible for you to see. Because when you see me, I am. And it was like, how dare you? You, an ordinary mere man with flesh and blood running through you. You have the audacity to say that if we see you, we've seen God. You and God, there is no separation. In fact, if you divide God, you see Jesus and Jesus and Jesus and Jesus. So they were like, how? Something is wrong with this guy. This guy has started drinking some alcohol and some things. He's, he has started babbling and speaking blasphemy. Therefore, we need to stone him so that spirit of blasphemy can leave him. So, now let's go back. Now, you've seen why they wanted to stone the man. Because the man was saying he is God. Actually, what Jesus said was that I am God. So, that's why they replied, we are stoning you not for any good way, but for blasphemy. You are a mere man. You are a mere man claiming to be God. Blasphemy. Mere man. How can you call yourself God? Jesus replied, it is written in your own scriptures that God said to certain leaders of the people, I say you are God's. You know, 
if I, right now if I say that I am God, some people will start stoning me. Maybe they will not stone me with stones, they will stone me with their eyes. They will stone me with their mouth. They will start blacklisting me and saying all kinds of things that this guy has become proud. Look at him. Now he's able to stand and say that he is God. How dare you? God is God. You are man. The Bible says the, the knowledge of God surpasses the wisdom of man. So how can you, who die, say that you are God? But can I submit to you? That's what I came to tell you. That you sitting here, you are God. So, I beg you, start having that understanding and start working in that understanding. Because until you begin to work in that understanding, you continue to be a puppet. And the devil will use you anyhow and any way he wants to. Because you lack an understanding of who you are. The devil will deceive you with certain thoughts and certain ideas. And you will incubate it into your spirit. And it becomes your reality. Most of us, we have incubated certain thoughts and certain ideas. Not of God, but by the devil. And we are working in them. The greatest barrier to mankind is what they think and what they take into their mind. That's why the Bible talks about the weapon, of our, the, the weapon of our warfare is not carnal, but mighty through the pulling down of stronghold. It goes on and talks about false imaginations, anything that exalts in itself above God. So the thought, the thought, the thought. I read something from um, Joyce Meyer's book, I think, um, The Battlefield of the Mind. And she was talking about the fact that the devil is always attacking the stronghold of people and the stronghold of a person is his mind. That's why Paul said that be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Because until your mind is renewed, and your mind cannot be renewed if you don't feed on his word daily, every day. Because as you feed on his word and you feed on his word, he begins to reveal himself to you. Then you begin to see yourself in his word, how he has placed you and he has positioned you. I don't know how much I can emphasize or overemphasize these things I'm saying. But I pray that God grant unto you understanding. I want to tell you, you are God. I want to tell you that you and Jesus, there is no difference. If they see you, they need not to go and read the Bible to see Jesus. You are Jesus. If Jesus was to be on earth, what he could have done, you can do better. Why am I saying this? Let's go to the book of John chapter 8. Now, um, Jesus said, Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you have the light that will lead to life. Yes. So Jesus came to us. People and men were already walking in darkness. Yeah. Men were already lost. Yeah. They needed the light so that they would know that they would know the path to salvation. So Jesus came and he said that that light that you are looking for, that revelation that you need to know the path to the master, I am. I am the revelation. If you see me, that is it. And when you follow me, you never walk in darkness. Because every path will be made light. The word of God is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So I will provide you light. Because I am. I am the revelation. I am the wisdom of God. I am the mind of God. I am the way. 
Whenever you get a revelation, whenever you see the light, you see the way. Whenever there is no light, there is no way. Whenever there is no light, you walk in darkness and you can hate anything. No one wants to walk in darkness. So Jesus Christ said, I am the light. So if Jesus is the light and he is the only light, then that means that aside Jesus, there is no other light, right? Okay. Now let's go to the book of Matthew chapter 5. You are the light of the world. Yes. Now Jesus finished. Now Jesus is not talking about him. Now Jesus is talking about you. Yep. And Jesus is saying that you are the light of the world. But the problem is that that light don't want to come to the realization and the reality that that is whom God has made him to be. Or that's whom God has made her to be. So instead of manifesting, it is hiding. The Bible says that city on a hill cannot be hidden. And no one lights a candle and hides it. Beloved, God is saying you are the light. You give direction to this world. You are that which the world is looking for. Until you come to your senses and come to that knowledge and that understanding that you are the light. People around you will go, will die and go to hell and God will demand their blood from you. You are waiting for somebody to do. You are waiting for Jesus to come all the way from where? Where is Jesus? Why are people looking for Jesus? Because they can't find Jesus anywhere than in you. You are him. There is no disparity. There is no difference between you and Jesus. You are the answer to the world. When people are calling on the name of Jesus, they are calling on you as well. That is why the church needs to stand up and do that which she's supposed to do. Because when people are calling on the name of Jesus, do you know where the answer will come from? Me and you. So if people are calling the name of Jesus and you are sitting somewhere and relax and be like, okay, Jesus, go and answer them. Go ahead. Hmm. Don't be a useless salt. A salt becomes useless because it doesn't know its value and its essence in the soup or in the stew or whatever. Because ideally, a salt is not meant to be useless. But the only way a salt can be useless it's when it doesn't even know that it is salt. In the book of Colossians chapter 1 verse 15. Now I want to talk about, now I want to, people are looking for God. Hey, where is God? Okay, you're talking about this God, this God. Where is him? We want to see that God. And then the Bible says Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. Hallelujah. So, if people see Jesus, they have seen God. Hallelujah. That is so awesome. He existed before everything was created and is supreme over all creation. So here the Bible is saying that Christ is the invisible, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. That is why the world is looking for Christ. Awesome. Good. That's beautiful. Let's go to Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 to 27. Then God said, let us make human beings in our image. Other version, the Colossians that we read, the, 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 one of the versions said that Christ is the express image. Now here, then God said, let us make human beings in our very image to be like us. 
They will reign over the fish of the sea, the bird of the sky, and the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that I mean, scary along the ground. So God created human beings in His own what? Did He create it in the image of a tree? God created man in His own image, in His own likeness. God created man as Himself. So man is not a simple thing. Man is not something that the devil can just be playing with and be tossing around and we will be crying around and be acting like we don't have a God. Acting like we are nobody. Beloved, I want you to know that you are very important as somebody. And not just any ordinary somebody. You are God. The reason why the devil is trying to intimidate you, the reason why the devil is always trying to cause you to be depressed, the reason why the devil is always trying to bring all these things is to force you to be ignorant of who you are supposed to be. Because there is a problem. Revival actually happens when men wake up from their sleep. They come to the realization of the light. The Bible says that, wake up all you sleeper, that the light of God shall shine on you. That light is the revelation, the, 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 the revelation that we receive of God. So as we wake up from our sleep, we now decode deeper revelation from his mysteries. And now we begin to walk in a different way. And you know, when we become aware of who we are, now we are very dangerous. The devil is not afraid of a Christian who is ignorant of himself. But the devil is scared of the one who knows who he is. Amen. That's right. Yes, he is. You know... I wish that the so-called almost 3 billion Christians in the world will have this understanding. Why is it that whenever issues happen, every time the attack is on the Christians than other religions? Because whatever the devil is doing, whatever the devil has been doing, is to make sure that people continue to work in ignorance. Because that's what he did in the Garden of Eden. God created man as himself. The devil went and gave man lies. And man accepted it. And man lost power. Now Jesus came, restored that, and we have it. But now the devil will tell you, hey, you cannot be like that time in Eden. You, 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 you are cursed. You are useless. You are meant to be sick. You are meant to be that. That is your nature. You are a sinful person. So every day, oh God, I'm a sinner. Oh God, please, please save me. Please forgive me. God, please, today I want to ask for bread. I beg you, Jesus, please today have mercy and give me bread. Hey! You are begging for bread while the bread is yours. Because you don't know who you are. You take anything and act like a slave. So God created human beings only made. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them both. In Romans chapter 8, I'm just proving to you that you are not a simple person. That's all that I came to do. Because that's what God has been impressing on my heart. So you have not received the spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you receive God's what? You receive God's what? And God's spirit is himself. So you received God's spirit when, you, when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father. For his spirit joins with our spirit. His spirit, that's what, joins with our spirit. 
to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. And in fact, I love this part, in fact, together with Christ, we are, other version says, co-heirs. Hey, so, huh, I am a co-heir with Jesus. Oh. Yeah. I am not just Albert walking around. Yeah. Where I am seated eh? yeah. there, maybe unless probably you see yourself as a mere human being. But me, I know from scripture that a man is a spirit with a soul living in a body. Amen. So my original self and nature is the spirit man. Yeah. That's why I am perfect. The devil cannot come and tell me I'm imperfect. I am so perfect. In fact, I radiate his perfection. In fact, when you see me, you should, you should totally see God. If people see you and they are confused, is it devil or Jesus? That means there is something wrong with you. We are co-heirs together with Christ. So that means that we and Jesus, we have equal inheritance. We are, at, we are the same power. That's the reason why when something is happening, I can go on my knees and speak to the Father. Stand on my authority as a child of God. Who is a co-heir? If the Bible that he has been given a name that is high above all other names, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. That name is indicative of authority. So now God has given him, God has given a certain authority to the name of Jesus, that at the mention of that name, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. Then that Jesus we are talking about is not a small person. In fact, the Bible says he has placed his word. That is Jesus above himself. Now let's see, this powerful man I'm talking about, this word I'm talking about, this God I'm talking about, this Jesus. Now let's go to Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6. Father, we love you. And he raised us together with him when we believed and seated us with him in heavenly places. Seated us with him, not seated us below, not seated us somewhere, but seated us together with him in heavenly places. Do Do you know the reason why when Jesus was teaching the disciples how to pray, he said that when you are praying, say, our father in where? Did he say our father on earth? Jesus at that time wanted them to come to certain understanding that they are not physical things. They are actually spirit beings. So pray that our father in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on where? As it is in where? Ah, If I am not in the realm, if I'm not in heaven, then how can I invoke things in the heaven on earth? It takes people who have been there to talk about that place. It takes people who have been there to actualize things that are there on earth. So if the Bible says, as it is in heaven, meaning that I am already there. I have that experience. Therefore, I can invoke that power, that experience, that will, that authority, that audacity of God on earth. Jesus. Genesis chapter 2 verse 19. Genesis chapter 2 verse 19. The Lord God formed out of the ground every animal of the field and every bird of the air. And he brought them to Adam 
to see what he would call them. Can I tell you that if Adam had made a mistake, God would have corrected that mistake. They all say that, and whatever the man called a living creature, that was its name. Meaning that man had the exact mind of God. So as man communicated, it was God who was communicating. Can I submit to you somebody? Whenever, wherever you are standing, whatever you say, it is God saying. Whatever you do, is God doing. That is why if you're not content, if you're not okay with some situation, don't sit down waiting for somebody to do it for you. God has made you God. The heavens belongs to the Lord. The earth has He given to the sons of men. Until we come to this realization. Hey, can I shock you? In John 3, 16. How many of us don't know that part of the scripture? For God so loved the world, the world. That he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. This, com- this device I'm using, let's assume that it's about $500. That means that if I have $500, I can purchase it, right? If I don't have $500, I cannot purchase this device. That means that the value of this device is $500. Do you know that the value of your soul is God's blood? Can I tell you that the value of your soul is God? That is why sheep, cows, and other animals, and no money could atone for your sin. God had to come down and die on that tree so that his blood will will pay the debts. That we were owing. So can I submit to you? Your value is equated to the value of God. That is why it took him and his blood to purchase you. He could not purchase you with anything lesser than that, than himself. So if God has done all this for you, if he has purchased you with his blood, if he himself had to come down from heaven, die on that cross, and say that it is finished, I have restored you, I have made you who you are. The Bible says that for all, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But when Christ came, the Bible says now Christ has become that glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now we have that glory. We have been restored. We are now new people. The Bible says that if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Hey, behold, all the old things are past. I am God. When I speak, things happen. Until I take that position and go on my knees and command things to happen, nothing is going to happen. In fact, cosmos is universe. Can I submit to you that? Do you know the reason? God had to save the universe, including everything there is in it. But he knew that the only way to save the universe is to save man. Because if he saves man, the universe is saved. That's why the Bible says that creation, creation, creation awaits the manifestation of the sons of God. Because when the sons of God manifest, things are going to change. 
The devil ran away because it tastes nothing than a dog. When the children of God who are lions, from the lion of the tribe of Judah, know their place and stand at the place of authority and know that they are God, things will change. When we have this understanding, there will be revival in our lives. When you go home tonight, go and thank God that he has made you God. And stand on the authority God has given you and declare and change things. If you're not okay with how governance is going, if you're not okay with how things are going in your family, you're not okay with the sickness, speak against it. Speak to it and say, hey you, you are not meant to be in my body. You're not meant to torment my case. You're not meant to torment my gang case. So in the name of Jesus, I command you out. Until you take your position, nothing is not, nothing is going to happen. Can we close our eyes? Father, we thank you. how sweet the sun, Calivadosa, that wretch, Horasa Kappa, like me, Ekebala Sekepadosa, I was, hey, Sele Kappa, once lost, we were lost. But now I'm found. Oh yes, Lord. Oh yes, Lord. But now, oh the revelation, the light of God. Oh Jesus, for the last time. Amen. grace, how sweet. Father, we thank you for your blood. We thank you for what you've made us and whom you've made us to be. Hey, Ratosa Kayeta. Ah. See, I've not given you the spirit of fear. I've not given you the spirit of fear. Hey, Lakode Valley Hataya. I was. We are the sons of the Most High. See that ye are God, the son of the mighty God. Ah, Haleka Tohasa. He purchased you with his blood. The value of a soul is him. But now, Father, we thank you. We thank you for salvation. We thank you for the work you did on the cross. We thank you, the Lord. You've made us understand that we are gods. We are far above principalities. We are far above dominions. We are far above everything. You've positioned us together with Christ. Yes, Lord. Therefore, Lord, we stand on what you've made us to be. We stand on the authority and the inheritance you've given unto us. As your children, Lord, we declare upon our life that from henceforth, we're not going to work as people who don't know who they are. But from henceforth, we are going to work 
as people who know their God. 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 Who do not go and cry as if they don't have a father. As if they don't have a mother. But people who know their God. For those who know their God, they shall work stronger. Father, I thank you. If anyone is sick here, I speak against that sickness out. If anyone is demon-possessed and tormented, I speak against that demon. Out in the mighty name of Jesus. I declare salvation. I declare peace over your life. I declare the presence of God. Walk in Him because, hey, you are the carrier of His presence. Father, we thank you. We bless your name. In your name have we prayed with thanksgiving. Let all saints say amen. 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 God bless you so much. God bless you so much. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor Dave. If you need prayers, uh, I'm here and I'll pray with you. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylifeatbrookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.